tonight we have a refined classic rock vibe that I'm sure is going to echo throughout eternity. Joining me tonight from Kannapolis, North Carolina, is the band Fool's Gold. And we're going to celebrate the pre-release of their new upcoming album, 20X10. So stick around because we are going to rock for the rock. What a bunch of handsome fellows in that picture in that intro. Guys, welcome to the Raven's Heart live stream and podcast. And I'd like to welcome all of our viewers that are watching us on Facebook Live, that are watching us on YouTube Live, as well as Twitch. And hey, guess what? This is a live pre-release party. So here's what we're going to do. I know we're going to play one. We also maybe play two. Uh, tracks from the new album coming out from Fool's Gold called 20X10. And you're going to have the opportunity to comment on these tracks. You're going to have the opportunity to ask the band questions. And as you can see tonight, this is awesome. This is the most we've ever had on the Raven's Heart live stream uh, for, for an interview. And we already have a commenter, Tiffany McGinnis-Shelton, saying, bring it on. Tiffany, thank you so much. Everybody is uh, giving you a big thumb up, thumbs up. Thanks for tuning in tonight. It is a pleasure to have everybody on. And as you can see, as I was saying, we got the Hollywood Squares going on right here. And over to this side uh, right here, it's, it's opposite on the screens. I've got Eddie. And he is one of the founders of Fool's Gold. And Eddie, starting with you, can you introduce yourself and what you do with the band? And we'll go around with everybody that's here. Yeah, okay. Uh, my name is Eddie Griffin. Uh, I am the uh, drummer, uh, originating founder, and band director for the band. And uh, I'm from Kannapolis, North Carolina. Uh, just been doing this for a long time and uh, enjoy every minute of it with my band of brothers. Lonnie, how about you? Well, like Ed, you know, I've been been playing for years, mostly all my life. But the last five years, I've been playing this type of music. And I've always written songs, written melodies, and that's what I contribute to the band or any, any anybody that I'm playing with. That's why me and Ed, for so many years, I guess, could get, we worked together. Me and him always has. Now that we got Johnny and Uther, it's just like everything comes together. And Johnny, what do you do with the band? Uh, my name is Johnny Koshner. I'm the bass player. Um, I'm from Morganton, North Carolina, originally. Um, I just enjoy playing these guys. Um, any chance I get, it's like like I said, I'm gonna bring him a slide since his hands messed up. So I love <laughs> it and enjoy it. And Other, how about you? I'm the coffee go getter. 
I'm the uh, new lead vocalist for Fool's Gold. Uh, haven't been with them very long. Almost two years now, I think. Uh, I'm from Rock Hill, South Carolina. Uh, was born in San Diego, La Mesa, San Diego. But uh, I ha I hadn't really done this kind of music, so they this has uh, been a, a challenge for me. You know, I, I like to challenge myself, and I I truly appreciate these guys for uh, being very graceful with me in my transition. <laughs> I love it that you're from Rock Hill, South Carolina. That's the state that we are broadcasting Raven's Heart from, fellow South Carolinian. Uh, are you a Gamecock or a Clemson Tiger fan? What are you, Other? <laughs> or, uh, or <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't do a whole lot of sports. I, I, I usually pull for the Gamecocks because I had a buddy that he played for the Gamecocks, and uh, that's just kind of where it goes whenever I'm around my friends. But I, I don't really too much watch sports. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Hey, and we've already got some comments coming in. Uh, we've got Revelation Resistance, Stacy from there. Woohoo. He is up there in North Carolina as well. He's very familiar with the uh, North Carolina area. We have, you all know this guy, Christopher Shelton. Let's get this party started. And it has. And here's one of our viewers and listeners from the great state of New York, Rick Andrews. He says, and I'm not going to scream this because it will, um, you know, kind of cause a problem with the microphone and the audio. He says, woohoo. So we got a lot of viewers. Thank you for tuning in tonight. And, you know, when I, I, I actually got to see you guys back in September when you were playing with The Last Trumpet, and I was very impressed with what I saw on stage. And for our viewers and our listeners, I mean, live, these guys are phenomenal, and they have a new album coming out called 20X10. But before we take the deep dive into this brand new album that's coming up, you guys, Fool's Gold started in 2016, so I'm going to do my math here. I don't have to take my shoes off for this one. Uh, you've been around for about five years now, but you've all been in the music business and the music industry for quite some time. So can you tell us how it is that Fool's Gold came together? Well, uh, I, uh, I had been uh, previously playing with another faith based band uh, and that band had disbanded and so I had left that band after it disbanded and tried to my intentions were to, to form a, a Petra tribute band and I struggled finding the right people for that and I didn't that didn't seem to take off well and I remember just calling Lonnie uh, and just checking with him to see if he'd be interested in uh, maybe, maybe he and I hooking up and trying to form something. And I think at the time he wasn't quite ready. So I messed around and just done a lot of odd men things with music, uh, still faith based, but nothing really serious. And then, uh, I just felt led to call Lonnie again and he was ready to get something going. And so he and I struck out together just by ourselves there for, uh, several months, and uh, as always, he would come up with the riff, and I'd come up with the lyrics, and we took right off uh, like we did years ago when we played in a secular band together, and so that's pretty much how it started, uh, 2016, uh, I think it was April of 2016, so April of this year, we, we celebrating our five years together, and uh, 
we've had some uh, a few personnel changes uh, and uh, do one our former our original bass player moved away to Kansas uh, dear dear friend uh, brother and, uh, from another mother uh, he he played along with Lonnie and I in our our secular band all those thirty some years ago and, uh, he's still a dear friend uh, and then we were able to find Derry Hatley stepped in on the bass force uh, and done some vocals as well and then he left and we're so blessed to get johnny johnny's been with us for two years and done a phenomenal job uh just like i said took us to another level musically when he come in and then O has been with us going on uh a little over a year now and he took the he took the lead vocals from me, which I was so thankful. As you can tell, I'm a big old rascal, and none and none of our music is slow. And and when I'm back there trying to play the drums and sing as well, uh, it can uh, I tell you it gives me a good workout. But I'm so thankful O come uh, and, and and took that off me, and he does a phenomenal job as well. And so. That's pretty much it, how we got started and we're able to stay going uh, as of right now with the Lord's help. That is so neat. Uh, you know, we have a lot of other artists that watch this live stream and listen to the podcast. And one of the questions I like to ask, because it helps other people that are pursuing their their passion for music, there's a lot of trials and tribulations in starting a band. There's a lot of trials and tribulations in just starting in ministry. A lot of things change, ups and downs, lefts and rights. And a lot of times you start out knowing, hey, yeah, this is what God wants me to do. And then all of a sudden it starts to get really tough. I mean, just look at the Apostle Paul. You know, he knew what he needed to do and he's getting shipwrecked and thrown in jail. How did you guys know that this is what God had called you to do? Uh, Lonnie, you want to take that, buddy? Well, thinking of it right now is because the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And as a band, as a, as a band as a whole, and as a band individually, we have liberty with the Lord to do whatever we want with our instruments. Long, you know, long, we want them to sound right, but that's we have liberty in this band. We're not buckled down. We're not we're not uh, tied down or anything like that. We come up with ideas and and roll with it. You know, it's interesting you say that because just a couple of days ago, I was listening to somebody about what the perfect will of God is. And Tiffany just wanted to uh, chime in there and say amen to that. Yes, liberty is what it's all about. And I was researching what it is to mean that you are walking in the will of God. And you know you're walking in the will of God when you have peace and liberty. Yep. That's basically that's basically what it boils down to. And it's so important because a lot of people, they get into this big thing. Uh, it's a big religious thing that they get into, and they get into this big mental twist. Of, yeah. Yeah. Is, you know, what is God's will? And then they miss it, and they don't have the peace that's associated with it. And that's one of the things that I really appreciate about um, you know, we just had Christmas two months ago, the, the Christmas message of the gospel, peace and goodwill towards men. And that is one of the fruits of the gospel is peace, peace and, and liberty. And that segues nice into the next question that I want to ask, because Eddie, 
you are an ordained Baptist minister. You have been a student pastor. And from my Baptist background, I was a Baptist at one time myself, um, came out of the Episcopal Church to become a Baptist. And now I am a believer. I, I don't go by the denominational thing. Um, but when I was in the Baptist ministry, one of the things that I did was preach against rock and roll. So as you guys were doing this and as you were moving into, hey, we're going to have a Christian rock band, even a, a Petra tribute band, did you struggle at all with using rock music to glorify God? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, when I was saved back in 19, April 7th, 1982, I was playing in a rock band. And, and when I got saved, I left that band immediately. And for a while, I struggled um, because I love rock music. I'll be honest with you, I love rock music. Some people like country music. Some people like a classical. Some like bluegrass. My dad's a big bluegrass fan. You go to his house, inside his chairs, the radio, bluegrass music. You get in his car, you can hear bluegrass. I like rock music. But I struggle with that because, you know, uh, again, the same, some of the things I heard growing up, all rock music, nothing but the, the devil. But I was blessed because, like I said, I struggled with it. And I just asked the Lord, I said, Lord, you know what I like. And I said, I can't, I can't really handle this other type. Southern gospel is nothing wrong with that, but it wasn't for me. Uh, the old hymn type music, I love old hymns, but it's just not for me. And so I struggled, and I was able to find a, a little old band called Petra in 1982. That changed my my that changed my look uh, outlook on how rock music can minister. And not only did I find Petra, but in I think in 1984, along come this good old band called Striper. And I'm telling you what, once I heard Petra and Striper, I knew that as long as I stayed in music, that's what I was going to do. I mean. Uh, because I know how their music has influenced me personally, my walk with the Lord. And I pray that we pray as a band often that the Lord use our music to reach people. And I know it can. Uh, you know, everybody, like I said, doesn't like country music. <laughs> you take a young person, especially like back then, a lot of the kids my age or younger people were into rock and roll. You can't take someone that's just getting saved and expect them to go right in to, to listen to a bunch of slow hymns or, or music that they're not accustomed to. And so I'm thankful the Lord can use any type of music for his glory. And, and, uh, and I'm thankful that he's called me and, and this band of brothers to do that for him. And it's rock. It does. We don't do nothing really slow. Uh, it rocks. Oh, I can attest to that. I've seen you guys live. It is not slow. I loved every minute of it. Uh, you guys, you have the crunch. And that's what I like in my music is I like the crunch. So we got some comments coming up here. And I love the audience interaction tonight. Really what Raven's Heart is, is this has turned into a community. And we've got a community, a community of brothers and sisters all throughout North Carolina, South Carolina, and the United States. I've got Rick Andrews up. Eddie is nailing it, and I can relate to some of what he is talking. I think all of us have been through that struggle with rock music as believers. I 
stepped away from it for 13 years. I did not listen to rock music. Uh, but when I started listening again, I went heavy and I went hard. So as, as many of our viewers and our listeners know. And then we've got uh, Michelle, one of our uh, very faithful viewers, very thankful for Michelle. Oh, yes, Petra and Striper. So, yes, we've got some Petra and Striper fans out there. And then we have Stacy from Revelation Resistance with uh, Eddie's comment saying, hey, so good, Eddie. And then Rick Andrews made another comment earlier. I'm going to put it back up here. Love that they speak of liberty as we go forth as musicians. And Rick is a very gifted musician that I met several year, years ago. Uh, he's posting up here, I'm feeling Skinner and Molly Hatchet, my roots. Yeah, you know, those things that we like are things that God put in us, and it's how we use those things. And you guys are taking what God put in you and giving it back to Him to glorify Him. And I keep going back to, I didn't understand this when I was first saved, and I didn't understand this when I was in ministry, you know, as a, as a pastor. I didn't understand that it is God who created created all things and that it's just the evil forces, the dark forces that have taken the things of God and stolen it and tried to make it for themselves. So let me throw the same question out to the other members of the band. Did any of you other guys struggle with using rock to glorify God? Yeah, I did. Um, like Ed was talking about Petra and the uh, Striper. Now, before years before I got saved, I used to listen to a band called Shout. And I, and the reason I listened to them, because I'm a guitar player, and I listened to the guitar players on this album um, to, you know, to learn lead licks, to sharp, you know, do stuff that, you know, what other people's doing. When after I got saved, I stopped listening to music. I mean, you know, rock music and all that. Well, I stopped. After the after the early nineties, I uh, we split up or whatever. And then when I come back, like Ed was talking about, we got together or whatever. And you know, at first, you know, it kind of bothered me. You know, I struggle with it some. And you know, and I just prayed and asked the Lord. I said, you know, let me do it. Just take, you know, don't let me do it because I, you know, I want to know. And one day, whenever. Um, we did just start getting together and write stuff. I put, I found uh, a shout. It was uh, on a CD. And this is back like in 87, 88, 89, this album was out. And that whole album, now shout was like uh, Angley Malmsteen guitar player. It wasn't him, but it was that tight. But that whole band was a Christian rock band. And I, I never even knew it. Because I never listened, you know, because I listened to the guitar parts instead of the words then. All those years later, it took me 30 years or so to realize that was, an, that was a rock group when I listened to them back 30 years ago when I was lost. That is um, amazing. You know, as we're, as we're talking about this, it took me back to when I first was moving into ministry before I went off to seminary. I sat down with the pastor of the church that I was at. He was at that time just totally not for rock and roll. That was, you know, he would he would be the radio station police. When you'd pull into church, he'd check to see what you had on your radio station. And I remember sitting in his <laughs> office and he asked, I asked him, I was like, you know, how how do I know what I'm called to do in ministry? And he's like, well, focus on the things and pursue the things that you're most passionate about. 
And the first thing that bubbled up and I kept it down like acid reflux was rock and roll. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding. That's what <laughs> I wanted to say. I don't remember what I said after that. It wasn't the truth. I know that, but it was rock and roll. And it took me about 20, 21 years to get to this place to do this and to use it and to find a way to glorify God through you know, working with bands like Fool's Gold and other bands and just doing something so that God can be glorified through the music. And it is about liberty. And, you know, even Lonnie, you know, stepping away from it for a while, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because what that does is it gives you, gives the Holy Spirit the opportunity to fix the right mind in you about the, about those yeah. things. So Rick's got, got something here for Lonnie. Okay. Lonnie has my attention and Yingwei Malmstein. Okay. Gotta have these guys on the show. Rick does a radio show up in New York state. So I will, uh, get you guys in touch with him so that he can interview you and feature your music on the air. They are a terrestrial on a terrestrial station up there. And uh, I think that would be great, Rick. These guys are golden. You got to stick around and listen to the tracks that we're going to play because, as I said, they are Rocket. nice and crunchy. So <laughs> you guys you guys are going to love it. You know, and even talking about Yingwei Malmstein, uh, one of the things that God's been stirring in me now, and it's moving things a, de a further depth, in understanding creation and understanding the people that he created. All of those gifts in those that are not Christians are still gifts that God put in them. Yeah, sure. You know, and a lot of times we're like, we throw the baby out with the bathwatch. It's, it's like, oh, well, he's a gifted guitar player, but he's not a Christian. So, eh, well, whatever. No, it's time for us to start becoming gracious believers and really appreciate the gifts that God has put in people. And you know what? It's God's goodness. If we started to demonstrate it a little bit more, God's goodness and his graciousness, that's what leads people to repentance through the, we're going to talk about it, the foolishness of the preaching of the gospel. So speaking of foolishness, you guys have a really cool name. And Rick said, oh, I'm on here for the duration. Awesome. That is great. Yeah, you're going to love these tracks, Rick. They're, they're, they're totally cool. Uh, fool's Gold. The Bible talks a lot about fools, especially in the book of Proverbs. And there's quite a few scripture passages about gold. So, Eddie, what's in the name, man? What is Fool's Gold? What does this mean? Well, that name, I mean, years ago, uh, when I formed my first uh, band ministry, what we called Crimson Flood then. Crimson was spelled for K and Flood was F-L-U-D. So, uh, so put a twist on it. And it, it become actually a good witnessing tool by aiming that name, that name there. But I said then, uh, going back to my good old band Petra, Petra had a song entitled Fool's Gold. And I love the song. And I said, I said, if I ever have another band ministry, one day I'm going to name it Fool's Gold. Well, after Crimson Flood, I formed Redemption. And then once Redemption disbanded, I said, well, here's my chance to name this band, like I said, I would all those years ago, Fool's Gold. And and just like Petra, Petra has always been good to always put the scripture uh, passages that they get the 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 ideas for their songs from, and at, from uh, Fool's Gold, the scripture passage that uh, that they got the inspiration to write that song from come from First Corinthians one eighteen. And and uh, 
And I, I went to that verse, and a wonderful verse, uh, and it spoke volumes to me. And I said, I get it. I can see where they come up with fool's gold because it says, the, and I'm paraphrasing now, but it says the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them who are perishing. But to us to who are being saved, it is the power of God. You see, uh, the fools, we look at it as fools for, for believing in that uh, a loving Heavenly Father would give His Son to die for a whole wretched sinner like me. You're a fool to believe that. How could that happen? But because we do believe it, the gold comes in because we receive that power, that power that raised him from the dead will one day raise us from the dead and, and we'll be able to enter into those. I'm getting ready to preach here. I don't mean to <laughs> we're going to enter into those gates and we're going to be in, we're going to inherit all those, those wonderful things that Christ uh, gives us by uh, his death, burial, and resurrection, and being a believer in what he done on that cross for us. And so, and there's a beautiful line in that song that Fool's Gold wrote. It says, I'd rather be a, a fool in the eyes of God than, I mean, I'd rather be a fool in the eyes of God, in the eyes of man, than be a fool in the eyes of God. And and, and that's how it all come about. And we've, we've used it. And, uh, Johnny, he's one of our biggest defenders from me. He blesses my heart because he I, I actually said one time and Johnny encouraged me. I actually thought about changing the name. And as my dear brother Johnny said, Don't do that. He got I'm doing Johnny's best voice. Don't do that. He <laughs> said, Remember that name, because that name, buddy, means something and it gives people a uh uh Chance to ask us, just like Crimson Flood, it opens doors for us to witness. And so, uh, if Johnny wouldn't encourage me, because I, I guess I was letting the people get to me, you know what I'm saying, like we sometimes do, uh, trying maybe to sway me. But I thank the Lord for my brother Johnny that he said, Don't do it. Let's keep it what it is. And we have, and the Lord's used it, blessed us with it. That's why it's so, so important to not be out there by yourself, but to have other believers to gird you up, uh, to keep you from going to the right or to the left. And, you know, I have to say, Eddie, uh, don't be ashamed of preaching because when you were sharing the gospel there, all the little hearts started clicking on the live stream and we got comments from Stacy at Revelation Resistance. Yes. And then Michelle. She said, amen, Eddie. So you were resonating a chord yeah. there. I want to go back for a second. We got a really cool comment from our, a viewer, Adam Oxendine, and I want to go back to this. And I want to tie this into what you were just talking about, Eddie, with the gospel. He says, we all have purpose. Once we identify it, how we use it is what makes us who we are. Yeah, that yeah. is so true. Yeah. You know, there's so many people, there might be somebody watching this live stream tonight that thinks we're absolutely nuts and that's okay. I, I don't care. I'm having a good time. That's, you know, and I'm, I'm enjoying this and I'm really feeling the presence of the Lord, but there's a lot of people wondering what their purpose is in life. You know, they, they just, they wander from pillar to post and they're like, what's my purpose? You know, and they've got those bumper stickers that, you know, Hey, all who wander are not lost. Well, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure about that, but, um, 
you know, if you don't know what your purpose is, even if you're a believer, there are many believers who don't know what their purpose is and it takes time. And here's the key is it comes to recognizing who Jesus is. Once you recognize who Jesus is, and that's what happened with Simon Peter when Jesus asked him, who do you say that I am? And and, and Peter said, you're you're the Messiah. You are him. And that's when Jesus said to him, I'm going to call you. You know, Simon, uh, call you Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. So it was at that time that Peter had that revelation of who Jesus was, that he was Peter was able to fulfill who he is, and that is so Mm -hmm. true. Adam, thank you very much for that comment. That was awesome. We are blessed to have two gentlemen within our group, uh, Johnny and Other, that that have outstanding testimonies that uh we just uh just go watch you just say it there i mean these these two gentlemen just uh will bless your heart to just to hear some of the things they have to say to how god has transformed their lives and uh and uh and what you were saying just made me think about them and uh, that's uh, exactly right yeah we got some more comments coming in here. We got one from Chris Shelton. Isn't this great that we get to interact with people? I, I love this technology. Uh, Christopher says, we've played with these guys and they are truly amazing. It's great to get a little more depth and revelation into who these awesome men of God are loving the history. And then Rick, Rick is Rick is loving this tonight. Yep, you nailed it. Glad Glenn mentioned it. I didn't see it. So I want to go back here to a minute to Fool's Gold because this is such a rich name for a band. And as I was preparing, I was thinking a fool is a matter of perspective mm-hmm. from, you know, as, as Eddie was just saying a minute ago, a fool in the eyes of the world is somebody who believes upon the cross for salvation. But to them, it's foolishness, like it says in First Corinthians mm-hmm. chapter 1 and verse 18. But to God, the fool is the one who yeah. doesn't believe. That's right. You yeah. know, it's, it's really it's really true. And and it can go both ways. The fool's gold, our gold, those who believe upon the cross, our gold is Christ. Right. That is our fool's gold. Now, there's another type of fool's gold, and that's the fake gold that the world buys into. It buys into the cheap substitute. So what I did is, okay, I'll admit it. Most people on this live stream know it. I am a nerd. So I did some nerding out this past weekend in preparing for this. And I studied a little bit about fool's gold. And we're talking about now fool's gold from the perspective of those who are perishing. Okay. The, The fool's gold that they buy into. And the scientific name for fool's gold is pyrite. It looks like gold, but there's some very unique characteristics about it. And God speaks through everything in his creation. That's what this reminded me of. And I'm sure as we go through this, you'll you'll see why. One of the things that makes fool's gold different from real gold is that it is soft. It is softer than real gold. Well, the gospel itself, the real true gospel, is a hard message. And I'm not saying that it's a hard message because we have to beat people over the head with it or torment them with the gospel. It goes back to what Eddie was just saying a minute ago about 1 Corinthians chapter 1 at verse 18, the the cross. It is a hard message to understand or is a hard revelation to receive that we cannot save ourselves. 
You know, God gave me the ability to wake up this morning. Uh, I can walk. I'm doing this podcast. And, you know, to the to the foolish, to the proud, to them, it's like, what do you mean I can't do a good, enough good works to get into heaven? What do you mean I can't do, you know, the things that I need to to get into heaven? So the softer gospel is the one that says that, yeah, we can do it ourselves. You all remember Stuart uh, Smalley on Saturday Night Live? I'm good yeah. enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh, darn it, God likes me. You know, uh, that's the that's the foolish, foolish preaching there. And that is not the gospel, sports fans. The other thing, too, is that when you take a look at fool's gold, when you take a look at pyrite, there are small fragments of real gold in it as well. Mm-hmm. And that is the way the world works. There is truth in every lie. That's what mm-hmm. makes the lie believable, especially with gospels that are that are not the gospel. Here's something that's interesting is that when you dig fool's gold or pyrite up out of the ground, it's very symmetrical. It's very pretty looking very orderly. And I was thinking of religion, organized religion. When I heard this, it's like, and that's what a lot of people depend upon to save themselves rather than the cross. They they depend upon religion to save them and it won't. It's very pretty. And then I thought about Jesus himself when it says in Isaiah 53 that he had no comeliness or form that we'd find him beautiful at all. You know, that is real gold. Real gold, when you dig it up, it don't look pretty. It don't look like what you find at Scatels or Zales or wherever you go get your I don't have enough money to buy gold, so I, I don't go there anyway. I have to ask William Devane uh, what what gold looks like after it's uh, after it's refined. <laughs> the other thing about um, pyrite, I found this very interesting, and this is the factoid that blew me the way the most: is that when it's exposed to air and water, it corrodes and stinks. It breaks down into sulfuric, uh, a sulfuric acid, basically a sulfuric oxide. And I was thinking when the fake or when somebody who is not, um, oh, we got a comment here. Just pull this up right here. Just figured out this chat thing. Amen, Eddie. Preach, brother. All right. There we go. <laughs> Enjoying this this podcast. Thank you for joining us, Gary. Um, that's the thing is that when something that's not real, something that's not of God, something that's fake or hypocritical is exposed to the air, which could be the spirit, and exposed to the water, which is equatable to the word, you see that it really, truly, its nature is that it stinks and it rots. So, I mean, this is just so powerful what you guys put in that name. And I was really excited tonight because I knew as I was preparing this that we would get to exalt Jesus and the gospel during this edition. And that's really what this is all about. You know, podcast, uh, live stream, music, those are all vehicles to get the gospel out. So let's talk about the album. Let's get to some music. Um the album title is 20X10. When I saw this, I was having flashbacks to the eighth grade algebra cr- class of all those equations that were put up on the board that I could never figure out. And I guess my way around. What's the meaning behind this album title, 20X10? Johnny, you want to answer that, buddy? You want to answer it, Johnny? Well, yes. Uh, just basically 2020. I mean, it's a, you know, it was a rough year for everybody, but. We put some positive stuff in there and for the Lord, and then it's awesome. I like the title. We, we discussed it a few times, and I like the title, and I like the fool's gold name. That's why I didn't want him to change it. It's original, you know, and I wanted to keep. I wanted him to keep it original. You know? 2020, what a year! What a year for everybody, and really, it hasn't ended very much. Did 
did everything that was going on during 2020 help you guys write this album, uh, contribute to some of the ideas that you had for it? How did, how did the craziness of 2020 impact Fool's Gold and the creation of this album besides just the title? Uh, oh, you want to answer that, Brian? Oh, sir, you want to answer that, Brian? Hold on. I'm trying to... I was trying to hit my mic button. <laughs> I, like I said, I ain't a ticky. <laughs> uh, I, I, a lot of these songs, uh, you know, they had they had had already had them written. Uh, I, I think really, for me, uh, some of the stuff that we've just seen this year when we've gone different places uh, really pushed us to go ahead and get an album out. And I'm I, I really thank God for the opportunity for that because. He blessed us in uh, so many, so many different ways, uh, from the studio to the to the artist to the photography. Um, everything's really just been a blessing. Uh, we did write a couple songs this year, uh, or last year, I should say. But um, uh, I, I think it's inspirational just because it kind of reminds you of all the other things that are going on in the world uh that are always there uh this pandemic isn't anything new uh you know we had the flu forever uh it seems like every two or three years it's a new uh something other comes out you know uh gets everybody all worked up and uh, i really just believe that you know god made a way for it to happen and and that's just, you can't stop that. You can't stop what God wants to happen. So, right. Glenn, I would like to add that yeah. uh, when we come up with that, you know, we, we were we were trying to get that CD made in the, and finished by the end of the year, but we had some sickness, I think, within our own group. And then with, uh, I think, our sound engineer that done the record had some sickness, so it did as I told you in our emails that we had to push it back some. Uh, but as we were getting our design for 20X10, uh, it started out just that X. Now that X, people, if people know anything about Roman numerals, the letter X is actually the number 10 in a Roman numeral. So you get 20, 10, 10. Add those two tens together, you get what? 20, 2020. So 20X10 just represents the year 2020. But <clears throat> our album design, you're going to see that that cross, uh, one leg of that cross has been extended to represent a cross. Okay. I was just thinking about this the other day, you know, how bad 2020 was. And, and some people, it was worse than others than, you know, some. Uh, we know some got sick and some, you know, sad to say some passed away and some have lost jobs and, and other things. But, but to a child of God, just that cross, again, the one that died upon that cross kept, kept his children. He walked with his children through that year 2020 just as he has every other year and just as he will this year. And so uh, I told the man, Kelly Lowry, that had done our design, I said, stand that one arm a little further out on 
that X to make it represent a cross because I want that to represent how Jesus, even through that bad year, he still, he still got us through it all to the other side, you know, to this year. And Lord willing, he'll get us through this year until he either, either he comes back in the rapture or he calls us home to, you know, we all have to lay down these old earthly bodies. And so uh, that's what that 20X10 means. It just represents this that year 2020. Uh, once they get the CD, they're going to see the back cover. They'll see the they'll see 20X10, but it's going to be reflected in water 2020. So that help you understand. That's what that means. 20X10 simply means the year 2020, and uh, I, I jokingly said the year that we need to uh, to remember to forget. But then I thought about that. I said, well, is it really a year that we should remember to forget? But because God was good with us, good for us and with us and for us uh, just as well in that year as he has been in any other year. He brought us through it. Absolutely. We may come out, we may come out battered and bruised and all, but he still brought us through it. And so he, he that's did. He did. Rick Andrews just uh, sent a comment. Depth of thought. They are prog rock. <laughs> you guys are prog rock in the depth of your thought. I mean, this is amazing. He said, love the coding you did with the symbolism. A couple things, Eddie, that you were talking about. Um, it all goes back to the cross. And yeah. I love how you put that in the, in the album title and the album cover that you have coming out for it. And I was thinking, go back into the Old Testament when Israel was leaving Egypt and they were being a bunch of rebellious little, little yeah. uh, doo-doo heads in, in the wilderness. <laughs> I'm going to put it nicely. Um, and they started to get bit by the serpents. Remember that? And God told them to live, to live through that pandemic, if you will, of serpents and the death and the sickness from the serpents to look at the cross with the bronze serpent on it. And that bronze serpent represented Jesus. Now, here's something that some people don't know, and I'm going to do a little bit more research into it. At that time that Moses did that, we were talking about liberty and reclaiming the things that God created. Uh, the serpent was actually an uh, element of pagan worship at that time. So there was a little bit of consternation, I believe, over, whoa, what was he doing putting a serpent up there? Because usually when we think of the serpent, we think of Satan. Um, but the serpent on that cross represents Jesus. And that's how those who have made it through 2020 that are believers have made it. Those who I know who have fully trusted in the Lord and Other, I want to go back to what you said. There is good that has come out of this difficulty. And that's reflected in this title name. People are walking closer with Jesus. We're seeing church done differently. We're seeing the gospel come out the the feel good, hey, let's get together, have a country club is kind of kind of coming to an end in a lot of places, or it's been totally shut down by God to do what he wants. And for a lot of people that I know that are believers also, there was a time of prosperity, time of prosperity during the shaking that's going on. And that's the way that God works, because you take a look at what God did with Egypt. <laughs> he shook all the gold <laughs> out of Egypt and all the treasure out of Egypt and gave it to his people so that he can be glorified. And that's what I believe God was doing in 2020, a year I don't want to forget and we'll lay it down as a, as a stone of remembrance. So 
We're going to do that. And I encourage our viewers and our listeners to do that as well. Lay down 2020 as a stone of remembrance. And if it hasn't been that way for you, hey, reach out to us. Reach out to any of us here and we'll, you know, we'll help point you towards Jesus. We can't save you. We can't do that. But we can point you to the one who can. And that's Jesus through the, the power of what he did on the cross. So the first cut, let's get to the cuts because I know I know we got people that want to hear some crunch tonight. Um, love this song that we're going to feature, and I want you to tell me a little bit about it before we feature it. It's called Wise Up. What is the background behind the song, and what is the message of Wise Up? Uh, Lonnie, you want to say something, buddy? Well, I can tell you how it got started. <laughs> yeah. So, um. I think right before me and they, I, me and they got together, maybe I was in my garage and I had my amps and my guitar out there in my garage because usually my wife didn't want me playing loud in the house. <laughs> so I was in the garage and uh, and I was just you know pl- riffing a little bit here and I come up with that how it starts out. I said I got to make that into something or another, but I, I in my mind I had no way of. Record. I mean, I could have recorded it, but I had no uh, way of putting a melody to it. I could write words all day long, but be able to put melody to that, well, you know. So whenever uh, me and Ed got together, I think that's one or maybe the second song, Ed. Third, third. Yeah, that mean you put we put together. So mm-hmm. I started doing that. So I started doing that riff. And Ed, like always, Ed says, hey, I, I got words for that. <laughs> and it just blows me away. Yeah. But he, uh, uh, that's, how, that's how I got started with that song, to, per se. And, uh, Glenn, I saw what you said about the rich young ruler. But when I actually when I actually was thinking about writing that song, uh, that, that didn't cross mine. It was the passage out of uh, 1 Timothy. Okay. Uh, talks about how riches can lead us in, you know, bunch of destruction and everything and and how hard it was uh you know uh but it's a funny thing that you said that because the first time Other heard that song he said the very same thing you did and, and I thought man that's something how that that come together there and uh uh but the song you know it's just talking about people that distrust riches and material things and and, and maybe have the mindset that once they stand before God, that they may think because they are rich or wealthy that He'll let them in for no other reason but that. Yeah, and they exactly. don't understand that uh, the desire, of the riches, is through Him, not what they possess. And uh, and also that's basically all the song's about. And you know, and uh, actually Timothy. The book of Timothy, Paul was actually writing about Christians falling into that mindset themselves. You know, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's it's so easy. It's so easy to fall into that. Yeah. And after we take a listen to this track, I want to go ahead and talk about the rich young ruler a little bit because that's one of those passages of scripture where we're familiar with it and we kind of miss what's going on. And uh, Rick just came on. He said he's he's ready to crunch like kettle. Kettle uh, corn chips. So here is wise, <laughs> wise up. <laughs>
Okay, uh, we had a comment come in from Stacy from Revelation Resistance. He gave you the uh, the thumbs up on that one. Anybody else who would want to comment now, please go ahead and do so on that track. I want to say a few things, but the first, oh, we got a comment. Look at that. I asked for them and they come in. Tiffany says, this song is fantastic live. I can imagine. Uh, if you have not seen Fool's Gold live, you need to. Actually, you guys have a show coming up soon, don't you? Where are you going to be at? Well, we did, uh, but Lonnie had to have hand surgery, and so we've had we've had to cancel that right now. Yeah, uh -huh. so we we had to cancel that. But our next one will be Johnny. When is it? You remember? With our next show, you remember Johnny? Uh, yeah, uh, I think our next show is in the March twenty seventh, I believe. Okay. Okay. And yeah. where's that going to be at? That's going to be at the Holy Grind. And we're hoping to do uh, that is if Lonnie is able to do it still. He's, he's still waiting on the doctor to give him the order to go. Uh, but we hope if we can, if we're able to do it, that we'll be able to do our CD release on that day up there. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. All right. Some more comments on the song here. We got Christopher Shelton. Yeah, boy. <laughs> and then we've got Michelle. And this is what she says. She says, awesome. And I'm going to do this now. Uh, those that have been with us for several years now know that we have a mascot here in the studio. He's my Boston Terrier, Mac the Metal Dog. And I do have to say that your music is Mac the Metal Dog approved because it's got the crunch. So uh, let's talk about, you know, here's the thing. When I listen to that song, you were talking about the riffs earlier. Those riffs, they are so simple but powerful and effective at the same time. And I think that really helps convey the message of what you're getting out there because, you know, when I'm like brushing my teeth in the morning, I hear that riff and then I hear Oath is singing, better wise up. I'm like, okay, I better wise up because Oath is telling me I better wise up. But it, it, sticks, it sticks in your head. The other thing that I like about this, and Oath, I want to put the spotlight on you for a minute here, put you, put you in the hot seat. The vocals on this are amazing because it starts out raspy, starts out really just kind of grungy and you're giving it. And then all of a sudden you just kind of gracefully slide into these really clean vocals. Why did you choose to do the vocals that way? Yeah, it, it was kind of a, a growth spurt, I, I guess you could say. Uh, this isn't my normal genre of singing. So I, I had to kind of dig deep. And for me, uh, it just kind of felt like, like if I was trying to talk to somebody, how how upset I would get. Uh, and, and to emphasize on or or explain what I mean is, uh, I had I had when I was younger, I had an opportunity to uh, get signed, uh, and I had an opportunity a few years ago uh, where I could have signed with a studio, and um, 
my thing was they always bring out the money. You know, you can make money. You can do, you know, this and that and the other with the money. But we all know that when people get filthy rich, you know, they don't they don't really give out that kind of the money that you would expect that they would. And uh, so for me, it was kind of like uh, the people that were I, I knew in my life, in my particular life, like I was trying to talk to them, you know, uh, and I and I know I get I get kind of vocal sometimes when I'm passionate about something, and so it's kind of like I'm trying to tell you <laughs> that chasing that money is gonna ruin you, you know. And then you know when you say you better wise up, you know I think about you know like when you're talk, trying to talk to your kids and stuff, you try not to be over uh, excessive with them, you know. You want them to learn peacefully. Uh, so yeah. that song for me was kind of like a, a teaching thing. Yeah. And that's what I get from it. Oh, what you're doing through this song is you're preaching, basically. It's preaching to music. And it's very, very powerful. We got another comment from Rick. And I'm going to agree with Rick on this because it's something that I wanted to bring up. It says, can't put my finger on it. It has three different group sounds. It's original, but it has some cool, familiar groups in it, which makes <laughs> it original. Reminds me of my roots. And when I've listened to my list... Yeah. <laughs> when when I've listened to your album, I've listened to the whole thing. It took me back to when I was 13, 14 years old, listening to the classic rock station in Connecticut. And Rick is up in New York State. So the taste in rock is pretty much the same up there across across the board. And it took me back to those days listening to I-95 FM in Connecticut on my clock radio, which was my first piece of audio equipment. My dad eventually upgraded me when he found out how much I enjoyed it. But it took me back to that. It's got that, there's a bit of nostalgia, I would say, in your music. And that's really makes it attractive to me to listen to. Um, yeah, the message is strong and very powerful riffs, very well-crafted uh, lyrics and melodies and hooks. And it's got everything. It, it has everything in it. And I want to go back to the Rich Young Ruler because you know, we were talking about that a little bit ago that everybody's kind of familiar with that passage of scripture, but they really don't get the depth of what was going on there because everybody remembers, well, it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. And then they go off on a tangent on how Jesus told him to give away his riches to the poor and he didn't. And that's why he didn't enter into heaven. Well, it had nothing to do with his riches. Okay. Uh, as we've talked about, uh, money is not, evil in itself. Riches are not evil in and of themselves. It's what we, like what we're talking about earlier, it's what you do with it. It's, it's the place that it has in your heart. And this guy, the rich young ruler, um, this was not a parable. Some people mistaken, they're like, oh, the parable of the rich. No, this was an actual dude. And I would venture to guess based upon his status in society at that time, that the disciples knew him. I would, I would pretty much venture to guess that. Uh, due to the fact that when Jesus said, unless you do this, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. And the disciples were like, well, wait a minute, this guy's got everything. Um, if he ain't going to make it, we ain't going to make it. Going back to what Eddie was talking about earlier, and you guys were saying that, you know, a lot of times we think that, you know, okay, well, we've made it on this earth, and hey, <laughs> I've gained God's favor. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh darn it, God likes me because I raked in this giant fortune, but it's not that way at all. It has to go back to the cross. And what Jesus was addressing with that rich young ruler was not the riches themselves, but his covetousness in his heart. 
And the other thing too about this guy is he was not a, on the surface, a bad dude. Uh, he lived a very just life. He didn't murder. He honored his parents. He tried to uphold the law as much as he could, but there was that one thing. And there was that one thing that made him walk away sorrowfully. And you go to the foolishness and this is, I have to admit, probably the first time I took the time to read past that account to get to verse 28. And I found verse 28 very fascinating where Jesus said, after his disciples were like, well, if this dude ain't going to make it, there's no hope for us. But Jesus said this, he said, verily I say unto you that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also, also shall sit upon 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And that is the foolishness of the preaching. That's what it leads to. What the cross leads to is not you or me living a better life. It doesn't lead to us being more moral people, but it re, uh, results in a supernatural regeneration on the inside where our hearts of stone are made flesh, our minds are made new, and God makes all things new. That's what it means to be born again. And you know what? When Nicodemus asked Jesus, well, he thought being born again was a foolish thing too. I mean, he was he was the he was the epitome of the fool's gold. I mean, he was Mr. Religious, prim and proper and looked good, but when the water and the and the word uh hit him, he stunk. And he's like, Well, how do I enter my mother's womb a second time? You know, how how does that happen? So that is the foolishness of preaching. That is the power of God unto salvation, and it is in the regeneration. So there's another track that I want to talk about. I promised to this evening. And it's got a very interesting title to it. It's called Crazy in the Night. And that's not a title that you would expect on a Christian album unless you're recounting one of those youth lock-in that you did, lock-ins at night. Uh, Eddie, you probably remember some of those, a little bit crazy oh, in the yeah. night with those kids yeah, that hop, yeah. hopped up on Mountain Dew pizza and Skittles. Um, yeah, Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what is what is the backstory behind this song crazy in the night well uh that song was written back in 1989 when lonnie and i and uh our dear friend ted lear who was the original bass player of Gold, uh he's a young man that moved to kansas uh we wrote that song i wrote that song in 89 lonnie again just come up with some riff and those words just started coming out, and it was just, it's no real, you know, it's just a song about lost love. And uh, that's all it's really about. Uh, you know, uh, I like the song, and I told Lonnie when we formed Fool's Gold that we had Crazy in the Night, and I think a couple more songs that we did as a secular band that they were just good songs. They were just innocent songs, just had a good rocking vibe to them that we decided to keep. And Crazy in the Night was one of them. And uh, just talking about, you know, the man or found his, his lady left him. And, and boy, we all know at nighttime, pain just seems to intensify. <coughs> and then nights just seem to go by forever. And uh, and he says, man, he, that's when he missed her the most at night. And that's, that's all it's talking about. And again, it's just old innocent song and you know i was talking to one of my buddies i said you know even though the song is not biblically per se i you know scripture's full of, of lost love uh acts you know, stories of lost love 
and uh, and the pain that it can cause for us uh, uh, and all. And so we liked the song back then and uh, still like it today. And and actually, a lot of people are seeing once we play it out, people are tending to seem to really like it. It's a catchy tune. Uh, mm-hmm. And 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 Johnny's bass playing just took it to another level for us. And uh, so, uh, <laughs> and I, I like it. I, I used to do the singing, but I always sing it better than I do. But, I uh, like how you do a song about human relationship <laughs> because a lot of times we get so spiritual yeah. and so out there. It's almost well, it, it's called Gnosticism when you're like, well, everything on earth is just dirt and there's no purpose, no utility to it everything has to be spiritual. You're living kind of a weird life in, in a Gnostic theology at that point in time. But music not only helps us relate to God, but it helps us get in touch with our own emotions and, and mature emotionally. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with a good song about dealing with relationships. Sure. And I, I really, I really like this song. It's why I wanted to feature it. Yeah. And for our viewers and our listeners, we'll take your comments as we play this song. This hey. is crazy in the night.
That was amazing. I want to go through some of the comments here as we were going through the song. I want to comment. You let you guys comment on as well on, on what was said here. Tiffany loved the dropouts. Um, Rick, yeah, Rick. Rick says something that was going through my mind. Yeah, Rick. Rick, when I um, was thinking this, uh, I was thinking the same thing. Skinnered some blue oyster cult in there. And I'll tell you what, you know, when I was a young man, I, yeah, I was I was struggling with Blue Oyster Cult even as a kid because man, their music just dragged me in. But some of the lyrics would give me nightmares in the album covers. I was like, what is this? But I really do appreciate their um <laughs> their musical abilities and some of their songs are really phenomenal. And some of them I just don't get like shooting shark. Never got that one, but I, I kind of liked it. So it was really good. So a little bit of Skinner. Did you guys, uh, when you were growing up, listen to Blue Oyster Cult? And that did that have any influence on your music at all? Johnny, no, me, no. Skinner did, but Johnny, you want to answer, buddy? No, not really. I, I mean, I I listened to a lot of blues and, and uh, southern rock. I started out in the metal thing with Iron Maiden. I'm the oldest of the group here, man. I'll be 63 in April. I started listening to, you know, the Iron Butterfly and Grand Funk Railroad and all those guys, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but I grew up listening to all of it. I, I didn't give country a lot of chance, but I did listen to the rest of it pretty good, you know. Yeah. yeah. Glenn, I'm like you, Blue Oyster Cool. I, I like their tunes and as far as musically. Yeah. Uh, but they had that one song, Living to Give the, his, the Devil His View. I'm sorry, yes. I'm burning, burning. Yeah. And and man, uh, when that song comes on today, uh, as much as I want to listen to it, uh, I get to turn it off because I don't want to catch myself singing that. Yeah, know? exactly. It's, it's, it's like Van Halen. I love Van Halen. It's like running with the devil. When that song comes on, I'll cut it off because I don't want to sing. Get that in my mind. I'm running yep. with the devil. Exactly. Exactly. A funny thing is that. People have told us we sound like Kiss. Uh, uh, I think Johnny, Johnny, you said we sound like Bad Company, and sometimes that. Yeah, I, I'd yeah. agree with that. Uh, I've been told we sound like Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> oh, Dio, where'd that come from? Uh, you know uh, who else? Uh, uh, some other people. I just don't. Uh, I don't hear it myself. Now, Bad Company, I know Bad Company, but Kiss. Yeah. I never, I would never thought kid. Yeah. Yeah, no, but, uh, yep. Christopher way. Shelton says a little Marshall, Marshall Tucker as well. Yeah. Um, Rick Andrews, a little, uh, iron butterfly. You can hear that in there. <laughs> and then, uh, Christopher Fogelman never heard of this band. Hey guys. No, he's just, he's just saying, Hey, and I want to go back to one of the first comments up here. Uh, from Kill Devil Theory, they are the first band that I ever interviewed in a podcast. They're out in New Mexico. Yeah. Wonderful people, uh, Deanna and Curtis Crane. Uh, they're tuning in tonight. Guys, thank you for joining us. And you know what? It's been about three years. We're going to have to have you back on in this format. And uh, thank yeah. you. Keep rocking, guys. God bless. You're doing good. And it. then I'd like to go back to Michelle, what we were talking about, and you, letting music allow us to help get us in touch with our yeah. emotions and understand each other. You know, I've heard this said that when somebody shares a song with you, even if you don't like the song, listen to it because it helps you understand them. They're sharing something that's 
deep within them with you when when they do that. We got a couple more uh, comments up here. Christopher Fogelman, great band, and he says yes. So. Great comments tonight, everybody. I really appreciate the comments coming in. This is going to be a great album when it comes out. Uh, Rick says again, I dig that they turn away from certain songs and bands that from bands they like. Yeah, I have to do that too. There are certain songs from bands that I just it just doesn't set right with me, and that's that's okay to do that. You don't have to like everything. You do, you, you don't, and I think bands know that when they put that out that you're not going to like. I think they hope you're going to like everything, but I, I think they know that. So, so when is this album coming out? March. Well, we're we're hoping uh, to uh, we're hoping we'll uh, have it by March twenty uh, seventh. Uh, uh, if we do that CD release, we'll probably most likely have it before then. But that's when we want to try to release it because that'll be our next gig and. Uh, we want to be sure to invite people up for that so we can uh, release it then. So we hope to have it back next couple of weeks. We're now finishing with the design uh, of it. And as soon as we get that finished, uh, all we got to do is just send it off and get it uh, duplicated and packaged, and it'll be ready. So uh, we hope to have it. But I guess we'll say March uh, 27th as of right now, if Lonnie's able to to go uh that will be our official release date so here's the sixty-four thousand dollar question guys how can people get their hot little hands on this album when it comes out well uh they can just reach us uh, reach out to um to uh, probably on our band page i would say on facebook message us just send us a message uh that they're interested uh their address and uh, and then we'll just go away uh, from there of how you know the the charge the the charge for it. I mean, you hate to hate to have to do that, but we know that it costs us money, and and uh, so we have to try to get a little back to make up for what we had to spend. But uh, I can guarantee you, it won't be a whole. I won't break them. And it'll be well worth their money. I don't. I don't say that bragging. I don't mean to say that bragging. But you know, you know when you've got some good tunes, and I think uh, people will be happy with uh, the little bit of money that they do spend on. But if they'll just message us on Facebook when they're ready, uh, we'll be sure to get them sent to them. You know, that way, I would say. And here's what I'll do is I'm going to feature you guys as one of our featured artists on our website, lithoscry.com. That's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com. And I'll put the links to your social media on our page so that people can get there so that they can order the CD. Yeah. And may God really multiply the effort of love that you've put into this. And we understand that to do things like this, it takes money. Uh, yeah, I, it, you're like me. You want to do everything for free, but then, you know, you realize that there's a cost to it and, you know, God does provide and he's provided for yeah. you to, to make this album. May he return that blessing hundredfold to yeah. each of you because what you're doing, the way that you're putting the gospel at the forefront in your music and using quality music to do it, it God's going to honor that. I really, really do believe that. So for those that want to find out more, about fool's gold you can do so 
Uh, we'll have the link up in the next couple yeah. of days. It's been really here busy here. We'll get that up. It'll be up by next week so that you ben, can. Can I say this it. just to go ahead? Uh, just to uh, guess to uh, uh, coincide with what you're saying about how the Lord, I feel like the Lord's hands been in uh, the, getting the CD project done. Is the people that he he put us in contact with? We were originally supposed to go with a whole other recording studio and another gentleman. Well, that didn't pan out. And then Johnny, dear our dear brother Johnny, our excellent bass player, he reached out to this other fellow. I think that he had done some recording with in his, one of his bands, and uh, and his name was Chris Jones from uh, C C CMJ uh, Recording. At the, the studio, Gastonville, and this young this man has just been a, a tremendous blessing to us, and we just feel like uh, God put us there with him. And then, far as our photography, uh, a dear lifelong friend of mine, a brother from another mother, I like to say, uh, Gary Price, uh, he just done excellent photography for us, uh, and just another godsend. And then. The young man that's done our our album design, as well as a brand new logo, uh, like Kelly Louder, another. It, again, it's just amazing how God put all these this stuff together to get this CD project made. Uh, and it's just it's just been a blessing to see how God worked and and blessed us to do all this with, with the wonderful servants that He put in our way to get it done. So, just want to give them a shout out. Just yeah. agree absolutely. and agree with what you're saying. Yeah, totally, absolutely. You know, and it just goes to show that to do a project, you can't do it by yourself. It's a body. It's it's a community, and the relationship. I'm sure that the relationships that you develop, you guys have grown spiritually from those relationships, and they in turn have grown spiritually as well. And guys, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Oh, we got a comment. Man. Tiffany wants to say amen. And Christopher Fogelman, I want to bring that up, says praying for you guys. Hey, everybody that's viewing, stand right by because we've got an important Rockfest 2021 announcement. Tiffany, don't touch that dial because you're going to be a part of that. And after we make it through Rockfest, guys, I'm going to have to bring you down here to Charleston, South Carolina, do some rocking down here. Love so, it. guys, totally love you. Thank you for Appreciate joining you. us this evening. Hey, Thank and that was you. Fool's Gold, and they are. I got to say this, they are totally Mac the Metal Dog. There he is, Mac the Metal Dog approved. So let's go ahead. I've got in an important Rockfest 2021 update. Get Revelation Rockfest 2021 update. So here's the update, folks. This is what you want to know. Tickets are on sale right now. Rockfest 2021 is going to be taking place at the Hanahan Amphitheater on May 15th. And I'm very excited about this because we have gotten approval from the South Carolina Department of Commerce to proceed with our, our event because it meets COVID guidelines. So, hey, we're concerned about your soul. We're concerned about your safety during this event. And it is going to be safe for you to come. And we do have the approval to do that. Our headline band is the letter black. And also, for those of you that are watching in North Carolina, the last trumpet is coming down to Charleston, South Carolina, to be one of the opening bands for the Letter Black. We also have Zana coming. We have our friends Warriors of Light. 
We have Armor of God coming from Florida. We have Warhol coming from Texas. And we've got Charleston's own Ziggy, my good friend here in Charleston. We got another band that we just quite can't announce yet, but uh, we will eventually when it when it comes time. So here's the deal, people. Tickets are on sale now. You can get them at lithoscry.com or on Facebook at lithoscry. But here's something that's really cool. Tomorrow, tomorrow is the um, the 12th of February, and from seven uh, from let's see, what time will I be there? I will be there from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. I am going to be at the Raw Coffee Shop, RA Coffee Shop in Goose Creek, South Carolina at 110 South Goose Creek Boulevard. And I will have in my hands tickets for sale. Now, why is this a big deal? Well, it's a big deal because on Eventbrite, they cost $25. If you come see me personally tomorrow, Friday the 12th of February at Raw Coffee Company, 110 South Goose Creek Boulevard, those tickets are only going to be $20. So if you're looking for the perfect gift for your sweetheart for Valentine's Day, they need to rock. They need to come to Rockfest 2021. They need to see bands like Tiffany Shelton and Christopher Shelton from The Last Trumpet. They need to come see The Letter Black, Zana, Warhol, Ziggy, everybody, the Warriors of Light, everybody that's going to be out there. And I will also be at Raw Coffee Company again on Saturday morning from 7 to 9 in the morning. So on your way to work, getting up early on Saturday morning, Go ahead, come on out and get your tickets because we are selling them for $20. And here's another reason why you need to get your tickets now. Again, as I said, we are approved to do this, but right now I am only selling 800 tickets to make sure that we do not over exceed our capacity to keep the Hanahan Amphitheater COVID safe. Again, that is May 15th, 2021, <laughs> 90 days away. We have Rockfest 2021. And of course, Tiffany from The Last Trumpet, she says triple heart on that, and they will be here. You're going to get to see them live. And hopefully this is going to be the beginning of many such events such as this. Eventually, I do want to bring these guys from Fool's Gold down to Charleston, South Carolina, and have them play as well because they have quality music. Hey, there's a lot of great bands out there, a lot of great bands that we work with. We've only got one day and only so much stage time, but just because we haven't reached out to you at this point in time, don't despair. Don't despair because there, Lord willing, will be time in the future. So, hey, for everybody that's uh, watched us tonight, thank you for doing so. And if you got any questions for us, reach out to me at lithoscry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y at gmail.com or check out our website at lithoscry.com. Until then, people, hey, see you tomorrow at Raw Coffee Company and peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com.